Lucky it wasn't Oasis because on the line, Noel Barkley, former all-white, and a massive Man United fan, along with Ricardo Ball, who was on with Smithy this morning talking Premier League. What is up with this station and promoting uh, the Red Devils? I have no idea, but he's on the line with us now. Noel, welcome in. Well, man, thanks. Um, I actually don't mind Oasis, funny, funny enough. Oh, okay. Um, Guilty pleasure. I used to work for Sony Music back in the day, and they were Sony band. Uh, but uh, I've, I've gone less fond of them in the last few years, of course. But um, <laughs> yeah, look, uh, I think between Ricardo and, and I, I think we're going to give it a good nudge this year. Pretty excited about the end was coming up on the weekend. And it just seems like um, I keep telling my wife that this, the season finished, and then the World Cup finished, and then the EPL started again, mm. and now we got the Women's World Cup. It just seems to be never ending. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> it has been it's been a fantastic little period for football uh, Noel so there's a lot, a lot of we want to get through ahead of the season kicking off this weekend there are some good matchups as well let's just start right at the top shall we uh, Man City and I just it's it's that era of inevitability and I, I hate this uh, about the Premier League in recent times that it just feels like it's City and everyone else uh, but they're almost just as strong in 2023 uh, of course lost Riyad Mahrez uh, to uh, Saudi Arabia and Gundogan to Barcelona but outside of that still pretty much the same squad, still have Erling Haaland up the top, mate. Is anyone tripping up City in 2023-24? I think it's getting I think it's getting closer. I mean, the, the jury's out on Bernardo, um, who they might lose as well. I see they're after um, guy from West Ham. So, yeah, look, they're strengthened at the back um, with Guardiola and um, Liam. They seem to always seem to be smart buys. You know, Kovacic at 30 million mm. seems to be like a bargain. Um, so, yeah, look, they, they, they're the ones to beat. Um, I think a lot of it will depend on the second season for Haaland. I mean, he was a one-man wrecking machine last year. Uh, I think everybody's a bit stronger, probably apart from Liverpool. Um, Newcastle, obviously, with Harvey Barnes. United have made good signings. Liverpool strengthening up their midfield. It's still a bit weak at the back. So every Arsenal, obviously, £200 million spent. I mean, they've absolutely gone for it. They're yeah. still looking at some players. So everybody's got a bit stronger. And I think Jonathan City, as you said, they're about the same. Um, so I think it'd be a bit closer this year. I hope so. Um, we don't want them running away with it, that's for sure. Yeah, and I'm sort of used to seeing City as well. Maybe everyone's used to seeing City bringing in these sort of massive big money signings. I mean, of course, they've splashed a little bit, like you said, on uh, Kovacic and uh, uh, Gavardiol from uh, Leipzig. I think they got him on 90 million or so. So they've, they've still splashed a little bit, but it's not like they've done what they've done in the past. They've gone out, gone out of the massive name, you know, hundreds of millions of pounds. So the little bit of consistency there as well does frighten me that Pep sort of kept them kept the altogether. What about Arsenal um, last year who finished in second and that was sort of quite a seminal season for them and Mikel Arteta. Are they, uh, do you think they replicate that this year, maybe go one better? It was the World Cup really, wasn't it Noel, that, that disrupted their season last year so without that, could you see them challenging? Look, you, th- you would think so. Um, <clears throat> I still think they're short of a number nine um, and you know, this sort of habits as a false nine didn't really work for Chelsea and um, He's probably better in the 10 role. Um, I, I see that um, the young striker is injured again, hurt his knee. So they're still really short of a, you know, like a, of a Harry Kane type player who's going to guarantee them 20, 25, 30 goals. Um, and I think that's that, that's the bit that's going to hurt them. They, they, they look, they're going to be solid. They they look good in, in, in preseason. Obviously, they beat City in the the community shield, which is you know it's uh, it's something, and it's certainly good for morale. 
and those boys look like we're celebrating the World Cup final, but um, <laughs> that's, that's Arsenal for you. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to celebrate the small wins. Uh, no, well, let's talk about uh, your team, and uh, they'll celebrate any win they can get, I think. Uh, but although they were a lot better last year, I'll give you that, and uh, they finished in third place. Now, the big question, Noel, is do you know who you who you're up who's up front for you? Is that the missing piece for United? If they can sort that out, that's going to be the that's going to be the key. The obvious question, the obvious answer is yes. Um, I've always thought that the problem with United in the last few years has always been its ability in the midfield to be creative and have a good balance. You know, the McTominays and the Freds and even Eriksson last year was sort of hot and cold. They never really quite got that, that bit right. If they get Amrabat and they have Casemiro, Mount, <coughs> maybe McTominay will stay. Uh, got Bruno. They've, they've got a better balance in there. Hoyland, the, you know, the guy that sent 75 million, or well, I, I don't know. Um, you know, there's obviously, he's got a couple of injuries now, so you've got some question marks already. He's certainly not going to play for a few weeks. Still got Rashford and, and Ganaccio out wide. Um, certainly good enough to sort of get points across the board. <clears throat> I think the big thing for United, they've taken about 50, 60 million pounds off the wage bill by letting a lot of those players go, mm. um, which is quite incredible. So, they, they, you know, they've got some opportunities to do stuff. You know, it's another month, <clears throat> pretty much another sort of two or three weeks for the, the window to go. And I think for all of those clubs, there's there's gonna there's still going to be quite a bit of business done. The Harry Kane thing is lingering uh, around there, and uh, who knows what's going to happen there. But wouldn't it be nice if they went after him? Mm. Where do you feel like? Uh, and I mean, given you're a fan yourself, Noel, but where do you think the fans are sort of at with uh, with United? Because it's been a tough couple of years, and, and you know, particularly around the ownership side of things, that that was um, a, a sticking point for a lot of United fans. Is there, I guess, maybe a general confidence now that they maybe have turned a bit of a corner? Is that sort of how the fans are feeling? No, I think they hit the clearers to death. To be honest, I don't. Um, I, I, I think um, the, the business that they're doing now, they're buying clever. Um, and they're obviously balancing the books so they've got people going out the door and they've got people coming in. I think that's just good man management. Probably got nothing to do with the Glazers. It's just cash flow. Mm. Uh, they, they, the fans are sick to death of it. You know I mean, they just want it done. They, they, they value the club at six billion and nobody wants to pay six billion. It's just ridiculous. Um, and they just ripped and pillage the club. So no, they, the, the fans are sick to death of them and, and they mm. want rid uh, I think we're all a bit surprised that we're doing the business that we're doing, but I think that's just probably just good management from the senior, you know, Murtoff and stuff like that. Yeah. And Hag, um, he's obviously, he, he knows who he wants and he knows who he wants rid of. And, you know, obviously Maguire looks like he's off. McTominay's probably gone. Ted's probably gone. So he seems to be getting his way with pretty much everything. But I don't think it's the players who's putting the hand in the pocket. I, I, want, I want rid. Do you, uh, do you think that'll happen? No, like is it? Are people sort of resigned to it, just sort of being lip service at the moment? And like you said, they're, they're valuing it at six bill. No one wants it, or do you actually think it might might happen at some stage? Yeah, I think it will. I, I think um, I think there's going to be a bit of a fan backlash, and there's some protests. I mean, who, you know, maybe they don't care about protests, but I, you know, people stop buying replica shirts. When I, mean, I stop buying them, I, I won't put I won't put money into the club, mm. and I'll support them to you know to the day I die. But I'm not going to buy any shirts. And I think there's a lot of that going on. If you you know if you follow that the fan sites, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that's going to happen here, which is going to start to affect the Glazers. Um, and um, yeah, look, it's going to drag on. I mean, people are saying now maybe November sometime this year. Um, but I think in light of the signings, I think right now fans are just going, wow, okay, this great. We got rid of them. We got rid of them. 
I mean, Phil Jones in a contract for four years and he played two games. I and mean, it's just madness, some of the stuff that's going on. So I'm excited about the start of the season. And I think there's a real good vibe out there for United fans. Uh, Newcastle, who finished in fourth last year, so playing Champions League, uh, and you know a lot of chat around when they were taken over by Saudi Arabia owners and, and the money that was going to get pumped in. They've sort of gone a slightly different route to Man City, building the team a little bit differently. They've spent uh, sort of over $100 million this year on a couple of signings, Harvey Barnes, uh, Sandro Tonnelly from AC Milan. Uh, but a big loss, Nolan Chriswood, who's uh, going back to Forest. They won't have him, in, uh, won't have him this season. Uh, what do you think is going to happen with Newcastle this year? I think the problem for them is the, is the, the the fair play, you know. So they've they've spent a load of money, and and their revenue isn't they haven't got the revenue in terms of commercial revenue, uh, and you know they've got they've got a stadium which is full all the time, but it's not seventy eighty thousand full, um, so their revenue is not matching their expenditure at the minute. So that that's going to hamper them, you know. They, they you know they've got you know, they've got the will and they've got the the wherewithal to go and sign big players, but they, they, a lot of clubs are struggling to make financial fair play. Even Wolves, you know, again, it's it's about income matching um, expenditure, and um, and this is what's sort of um, a real problem for a lot of these clubs. Forest is another one; they just can't. I mean, the people aren't getting paid in some of those clubs. So yeah, pretty scary. Uh, Newcastle don't look a lot stronger than what they were. Obviously, they picked up Gordon in, in the transfer window, so they haven't really seen the best of them. So they seem to have lots of wingers. They got rid of since Maxim, who's gone to Saudi for the dollars. So, yeah, I, I see them being much the same. I, I, I still see them as a top four team. I, I don't really see the top four changing. Uh, whilst there's sort of Tottenham and Brighton and, and maybe Villa, those sort of teams that are sort of pushing up there. But I still think that, that the top four will, will remain and probably Newcastle at the bottom of that four. Mm. Let's talk about uh, three clubs who uh, dominate uh, the fandom here, certainly uh, on our text machine alongside uh, alongside United. Firstly, Liverpool. Uh, Noel, um, looks disappointing for them last year, finishing in fifth. They've lost a bunch of, you know, I guess their experienced players. Jordan Henderson's gone, Roberto Firmino's gone, James Milner's gone, uh, Cavallo, there's a number of them uh, have moved on. Uh, what do you see from them this year? Do you think they'll they'll weather that storm and they can still sort of finish top four? Do you think it's tough times ahead maybe for Liverpool fans? And I know that might delight you saying that. Um, yeah, um, it's a bit of a weird one, really. I mean, they, they they got a bit lucky with Henderson and Fabinho in particular because they got forty million pounds for a player who was definitely past his best. Um, you know, so they you know they've obviously got a couple of two replacements. Looks like they probably need to get another centre back. They they might do better up front this year. I think Nunes um, and Gakpo. You know, they they you know, Nunes was was awful last year in my mind. He was just he looked a fish out of water. But he's he's had a good preseason and he you know he's a dynamic sort of player. He's obviously one of those guys that's going to have a great game. He's going to have a he's going to going to miss three sitters. Yeah, he'll come right for them this year. Um, I still think they've got money to spend. It sounds like they're they're you know they're struggling to sort of being able to match the fees that some of the clubs want, um, and um, maybe that's just the owners just trying to be a little bit careful. So Klopp really hasn't got free rent to spend the money. I mean they've they only have a, only got a net spend of about sort of forty fifty million this time around, and everybody else is up around the sort of two hundred million. So yeah, um, sounds like the owners aren't putting the money where the mouth is. Mm. So where do you think uh, where do you think they finish this year? I got them in fifth or sixth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but, but Chelsea and, and Liverpool um, 
unknown quantities and and, and in particular Chelsea. Yeah, well, let's talk about Chelsea because uh, in front of me I've sort of got the uh, the ins and outs and the list's far too long uh, to read out. <laughs> no, but they've cleaned they have cleaned house. They've uh, they've swept the broom. Uh, a lot of players they've let go and they've bought in a lot as well. They've spent an inordinate amount of money doing it all. Uh, it only goes one of two ways, doesn't it? Either it's the change that they need and they, they rise up the ladder or it's too much, too much disruption and they fall uh, further down. Finished 12th last year and I think that was uh, the, the lowest average um, ever in the Premier League, tied for the lowest average in the English First Division um, in terms of their goals uh, per game last season. So Chelsea, I know, I know it's a big what if, a big question mark, but gut feeling for you, where do you think they end up? But I, it's, I think Pochettino will definitely do a better job. He's a better manager than the other two, and they've, you know, they've dealt with um, some of the crazy things that went on. They've, you know, brought in over two hundred million. They're still signing players, mind you. They still don't have a number nine, um, one that's fit. Um, still got Lukaku on on the books, um, and they could end up with Lovavitch, um from Juventus in a swap deal, maybe. Um, yeah, it's, it, they're the unknown quantity. Um, they've had a really good pre-season and they got rid of a lot of people. He's got a squad of 30. He says he wants rid of about another six or seven. Um, so you really don't know what their first 11 looks like at the minute. Um, but he's definitely he's definitely been pretty pretty brutal about sort of moving people on or trying to move people on. It's difficult when they're on big wages. You know, these guys have come for 100, you know, 100 grand a week or 150 grand a week and then you know, who else to pick them up? So... Um, they could be a bit of the dark horse. Um, Pochettino, I like and Poster Coglu and Pochettino. It's going to be a bit of a mouthful this year. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I see Chelsea. Um, if anybody, Chelsea would be the one to challenge that top four. Mm. They need to have a good start. They need to get a you know good team spirit. Um, they had a tough year last year. It was was awful. I mean, the last two years have been embarrassing. Um, I know some Chelsea fans who have been hurting pretty badly and. Um, yeah, they're too big a club not to um, get back back to the big time. Mm, yeah, they've had their own ownership uh, woes as well. The other one, of course, uh, that gets a lot of a lot of support here uh, in New Zealand is, is the Spurs and uh, and Postecoglou. I imagine there's going to be a, a few more Kiwi fans jumping on that train. Just the interest of having an Australian coach in the Premier League. Uh, big question mark over Harry Kane and where he's going to go, but likely not going to be staying. And then uh, they have picked up James Madison from Leicester City. I've always been a massive James Madison fan. I think he's a fantastic midfielder, but. Um, Spurs. Let, let's let's assume uh, that Kane, uh, Harry Kane's gone. No, uh, how difficult for Postecoglou is this first year in the Premier League going to be? Oh, impossible, um, <clears throat> absolutely impossible. Because you can't replace him. I, I, I've got a funny feeling that he might stay. Um, he's had a good preseason. He's knocked in four goals um, the other the other uh, last week against Leipzig. I think it was. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, if um, Levy doesn't really want to do a deal with anybody, um, he wants a hundred odd million. Um, Baron aren't going to pay that. Um, does Harry want to go and really play in Germany? Probably not. Uh, so I think there's a possibility that he could that they could hang on to him um, and then just see how things go. If Postecoglou gets things going and things looks like it's a good project, um, maybe there's an opportunity for maybe Spurs have a gamble and try to sign him on an extension, um, or they sell him in the window. And once they see where their season's at, it's a, you know, sort of a look. It's a bit of a look and see for both parties. Maybe mm. um, he wants to go to Man United, um, but maybe he won't sell. So it wouldn't be a bad thing for them to hang on to him. To mean, you know, at the end of the day, you know, they they can they don't need the money that badly, um, and uh, maybe, maybe an opportunity to hang on to him. Um, 
would, would be a good bet. But uh, who knows? But with, with Daniel Levy, he's not an easy guy to deal with. And if he was, at least just a, let's just say he does stay, um, where do you where do you have Tottenham sort of finishing top half? Yeah, sixth or seventh. Mm-hmm. Just in behind. Yeah, in Aston Villa. You know, in the Aston Villa, um, he's got rid of a lot of players as well, and. Um, Postacoglu is he's I think he's going to be great for Spurs. Um, they've had a couple of you know real bad misses with um, with the last two um, Syria winners, um, and but you know Postacoglu is is on the rise. Um, he's, he's a no nonsense manager, and um, I think the fans will love him. And he'll play attacking style of football, which of course is what they're all what they're known for. Mm. Um, but the Harry Kane. Um, Solution and getting Ricardos and you know starting to score goals. He didn't score many last year. Uh, would be them having a good year. Mm. Uh, we've covered off a lot of the big teams, and we obviously don't have time to run through all of them, Noel. So just looking at the, I guess the mid table, those teams that are going to sit in from sort of five through to um, fifteen. Uh, what? Who's a team you're sort of keeping your eyes on? Who do you think someone who can, uh, you know, maybe cause a, a bit of an upset, maybe sit a bit higher than uh, than most people would give them credit for? I know Brighton did that last year, finishing finishing in sixth. So who's sort of a one or two teams sitting in that mid table that you're interested in this year? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's really Villa for me. Um, Emery is, you know, he's, he's a very unusual character. Um, 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 but he, he's, he's saying, um, Pat Torres, who, you know, everybody's been trying to sign him for about five years for 80 million, 90 million. And they pick him up for what, 33 million. It was just absolute bargain. Um, <clears throat> so him and Ming's at the back. You know, he's got rid of the, the left back that came from Everton. He, he, you know, he's he's still got um, firepower up front. Uh, he's a good manager, and I think that they they could really. I mean, they they were second half of the season. They were they were very very good, um, and they could be the dark horse. I, I don't I don't see those middle teams. I think there's going to be a bit of a gap between that top six and, and the middle. Um, you know, teams like Wolves last year, you know, 13th looked good. Um, they got financial fair play problems. Just lost a coach. So you could have to play Man United at Old Trafford, which is which is quite nice. But you know, there's a lot of that going on. Those clubs are struggling to spend money because they haven't got the income. Mm. Um, and really, from about sort of halfway down, right down to the bottom, you know, trying to pick. Well, like, I had a bit of a go the other day trying to pick who would be relegated, uh, and it could be anybody. Yeah. You know, I mean, West Ham, West, West Ham last year. Um, you know, obviously got better and they've got money um, but I mean they've lost Rice and St. McGuire it looks like they might lose Patel as well so yeah it's going to be tough it's going to be a real scramble for relegation this year. It's going to be very open for a long time. Yeah, and Everton have a lot to prove. Uh, they finished just four and two points respectively above the relegation last two seasons. Um, so they've got to really try and uh, turn those fortunes around. The, the, the three clubs that have come up uh, from the championship, Burnley, uh, of course, uh, Sheffield United and uh, and Luton Town, which is the story that everyone's loving at the moment. No, I did a little bit of reading uh, before the show and just crazy, um, specifically around the money. You know, this is a club that, that averages around £17 million a season in revenue and that's going to jump up to about 150 given what they get for simply being in the Premier League I mean it's it's going to be life changing or sort of club changing maybe even town changing for for a small place like Luton you know to have that sort of injection of money and the, and the interest of being in the Premier League and Premier League teams coming to town I mean it's only a 10,000 seat stadium but it, it's going to be an amazing year for them regardless of where they finish Yeah look it's <laughs> when you see the pictures of their ground, and I mean, I, I've got a real soft spot for Luton. I, um, I played 
football in Northern Ireland before he came to New Zealand with a chap called Mark Donaghy, who actually played for Luton. Um, he was one of their top player. Um, and um, yeah, look, you know, twelve thousand. They're going to every game is going to be sold out. You can you imagine, you know, some of the big teams going there. Tickets will just be it's so hard to get. I see they signed Ross Barkley on a free. Um, yeah, but you'd have to say that they're one of the potential problems. And the other one's Sheffield United again. You know, news out this morning that some of the players still haven't been paid the bonuses for getting promotion and so on. So mm. yeah, they, they, there's just a, a, a map that going into the Premier League is, is is just transformation in squad payments, income, money, ticket sales, revenue, and it's just a very complex beast. And the clubs that manage manage their Financial um, side of the, you know, the, the ledger is the, are, the, are the ones that are probably going to do better. I mean, Forrest went out and spent an absolute poultice last year and got a bit lucky in the end. Uh, that might not work for them this year. Uh, again, they're another one that could be in trouble. Mm. No, I could I could sit here talking with you all day, mate. To be honest, um, it's so exciting that the season's about to be underway. And like you said, it just never stops. We're going from uh, from Premier League to World Cup, from Premier League back to World Cup again, and uh, and here we have the Premier League starting this weekend. So uh, go and enjoy it, mate. You've got to wait until Tuesday, unfortunately, before United play Wolves. So last game of the uh, of the of the of the Premier League round, but uh, I'm sure it's going to be an absolute cracker. Very exciting season ahead. I'm sure we'll catch up again soon. Win. Thanks, Sam. There you go. Noel Barkley, their former All-White and Big Man United fan. They play Wolves Tuesday morning at 7am New Zealand time. Just some of the other games. So Burnley, Man City kick it off on Saturday morning at 7am. These are really um, quite friendly times as well, apart from a couple of the 2amers. Uh, Arsenal, Nottingham Forest, Saturday night at 11.30pm. Then you've got Sheffield, Crystal Palace, uh, Bournemouth, West Ham, Brighton, Luton Town, Everton, Fulham, Newcastle, Western Villa, all early on Sunday morning. Uh, they're all 2am, except for Newcastle, Western Villa's at 4.30. Then on Monday, 1am, you've got Brentford, Tottenham, Chelsea, Liverpool, 3.30 and then like I said, Man, uh, Man U Wolves on Tuesday at 7am. Probably that Chelsea-Liverpool game, the game of the round on Monday morning there and uh, as Noel said, uh, you need to start well. Uh, well. Both of these teams will need to start well to, to I guess, show and prove that they are ready to be there.